0: It's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The Colonial Pipeline is back up and running and no ransom was paid. But that's not going to stop the left from saying, well, you know, if we all just behave and submitted to the Green New Deal, this wouldn't happen. What planet are these people living on? I don't know if you saw it, but the same ransomware hackers got into the database of the D.C. Metro Police and now are releasing information about the inner workings of the D.C. Metro Police. That's a government entity. I want you to listen to the always sounding drunk former governor of Michigan who's now the energy secretary.
1: Man, if you just had a Tesla, none of this would be a problem. Cut three. We obviously are all in on making sure that we meet the president's goals of getting to 100% clean electricity by 2035 and uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And, um, you know, if you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. Um, But it's just, it's another, it's, I I don't want to, this company um, is acting in a responsible way. Uh, They took their pipeline down so that the ransomware would not spread. And so, up to this point, they have — they're carefully reviewing so that they're doing this in a responsible way. Uh, The broader issue is a very important issue. It's an issue for the President's uh, priority in the American Jobs Plan, the issue of investing in a transmission grid, for example, so that you don't have the cyber issues associated with it. So there's a lot of broader questions in this.
0: Yeah, because the, because the, there could never possibly be a hack of the electric grid if we were all just plugging our cars in, right? That's impossible. You now, if we just let the government run all these things, it'll, it'll work out just fine. Um, we've seen government taking control of things and disasters happening. The Gold King mine spill is an example. That was done by the EPA. Remember that thing called the Flint water crisis? That was government management of water, which was blamed on, I think, Trump. Even though Trump had nothing to do with the Flint city budget, which spent more money on art projects than it did on water safety. This fantasy that if we just do as the government says, we can, we'll we'll all be happy and and scot-free. that's not true. Does anybody ever discuss where the materials for these batteries come from to run these cars like lithium nickel and cobalt? I got news for you around the world in some very unsavory places to say that if we just submit to the green new deal, we will have happy go lucky futures without interruption, that's a lie. I notice no one in the press is asking Jennifer Granholm, an obvious expert, or bringing in the other expert witness here, Hunter Biden, on what it would actually take to be 100% carbon neutral. How much land would have to be cleared for the massive industrial wind turbines that basically are not renewable, when it comes down to their actual components, and they only work when the weather's in a perfect condition for turning the turbines. No, 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 nothing could ever happen there. Just let the government run everything. Why is it 695 Patriot 9572874? Let me just give you a little, a little taste of this. From AutomotiveWorld.com, risky business: the hidden cost of EV battery raw materials. Over the next 20 years, it's projected there'll be somewhere between 300 and 500 million electrical vehicles on the road. That would would constitute a staggering leap from the roughly 5 million new models sold in 2018. For passenger car powertrains, the longest promised future of clean transportation is now. However, close scrutiny of the EV power unit supply chain, and particularly the raw materials used to build EV batteries, reveals unappreciated costs. These are costs that suggest this future might be neither as clean nor reliable as been suggested, and it might even come with unprecedented human rights infringements. Uh Uh-oh, can't have that. Issues also manifest in supply chain security risks, a layer of concern that's not being discussed, let alone addressed in the EV context. The hidden risks with these power sources begin at their upstream origin. The hundreds of millions of new EVs to hit public roads will be powered by batteries, which rely at least in the immediate future on lithium-ion var- variants. Lithium-ion batteries operate by a virtue of an anode made by, of graphite and a carbon made of varying combinations of cobalt, nickel, and manganese. And other other alternatives. Nickel, manganese, cobalt batteries dominate the market at present. Tesla uses a lithium nickel cobalt aluminum chemistry and is working on a set of cobalt-free or reduced batteries drawing on lithium-ion phosphate technology and chemistries that rely more heavily on nickel. Where do these minerals come from? See, that is not ever the question. Lithium is concentrated in Argentina, Argentina, Bolivia, and Chile. The Democratic Republic of Congo is the world's dominant source of cobalt. Mineral extraction in these locales is rife with environmental degradation and human rights abuses. Now, we were not only energy independent under President Trump. We were poised to become a global net exporter. And that has since ceased because of Joe Biden's executive orders. Gas prices are through the roof. Democratic Republic of Congo, cobalt extraction and processing paints a stark picture. By some estimates, there are more than 40,000 children put to work in the DRC's ar- ar- arsenal of cobalt mines with little concern for occupational safety, let alone the illegality of child labor. In Chile, lithium mining, a water intensive business, has crowded out the agricultural sector and contributed to increased soil contamination. Are we going to force the entire world to adopt American labor standards and environmental standards? Well, I guess it's kind of like the blood diamond. How many, how, I don't mean to put this, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to put this on women when I say this. But how many of you gals out there have actually asked your fiance where the diamond came from? As a matter of fact, I have a sneaking suspicion that if many women were presented with a diamond that was larger than they expected, and somebody whispered in their ear, this is a blood diamond, they'd probably say, well, don't tell anyone. I'm not saying everyone. I'm just saying. We have no problem with where our iPhones come from. We have no problem with where our basketball sneakers come from as long as they are named after a prominent athlete. Marco Rubio was right when he said a lot of these companies are going woke to hide all of their other sins. Right, so if Nike sponsors Colin Kaepernick, and Colin Kaepernick takes a knee for, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this other stuff. Nobody actually says, well, where is Nike making these shoes? What are they paying the people that make them? What are their working conditions like? Are they adhering to child labor laws? Of course not. We just chalk it up to social justice and virtue signaling. So we really, in our conversations about energy... Don't actually ask, where are these batteries coming from? Like I said, they're coming from some very unsavory places. Not to mention, you take a nation like Bolivia that may undergo a revolution at some point. We have some very unstable governments in South America. Try to imagine, try to imagine, if we were dependent on Venezuela, two decades ago, for energy. Now, at first, it might have been okay. But do you think we would be getting any energy out of them now? And what other nations would be able to hold us hostage if we were dependent on these battery materials? Now, maybe we will end up with the, uh, the, uh, Mr. Fly, what what is the, what is the, what do they call it in, in the end of, uh, Back to the Future 3. There was a Mr. Processor or Mr. whatever it was, and you see Christopher Lloyd dumping banana peels and garbage in to get the DeLorean up to 88 miles an hour. Maybe that technology that doesn't rely on on these materials will be down the road in the future. But we, we have a federal government right now that is doing everything it can to destroy the energy that we produce which is our independence. We have been, you know, it's funny. Trump tried to break the stranglehold of reliance on foreign oil in the United States. Whereas the Democrats want to get rid of coal. They want to get rid of fracking. They want to end pipelines. They don't want to drill in the And War, no matter how safe it is. They've cast the American energy sector as deplorable. They've cast American companies providing needed energy to power our economy as the enemy. When have you ever heard the Democrats ever speak well of the American oil industry? They don't. They despise it. And whatever other issues there are with these batteries, they've probably assured themselves they'll figure that out later. Right now, it's about defeating Exxon Shell, Chevron, whatever it is, whatever it takes to end the American oil industry, they'll figure out everything else later. But to think if we were just on, the, on, on electric vehicles, everything would be fine. That's not true. But that's what they're telling people. And by the way, I know everybody loves Elon Musk for his appearance on SNL, where at least some people do. He really is the most subsidized man in America. The idea that we should be paying out $15,000 in subsidies for each vehicle sold is ridiculous. If there's such a demand for electric vehicles, then they should be supported by the free market and the free market alone. But that's not how the Democrats look at it. They don't believe in the free market. They believe in an ordered economy. They believe in central planning. They believe in letting bureaucrats decide our fate. We could be just as screwed in an electric vehicle as we are in a gas-powered combustion engine. And again, we would be back to relying on imports. Now, there's another facet to this. Let me keep reading from this piece. But environmental and human rights concerns are just the first order of risk in the underlying EV battery recipe. The necessary raw materials are disproportionately concentrated in a small set of markets, most of them emerging. And the extraction and processing of these materials is overwhelmingly controlled by one single actor, China. Thanks to industrial policy, Chinese companies dominate at home and abroad the harvesting and processing of crucial raw materials necessary for EV production. They do so propped up by state subsidies responding to Beijing's ambitious control of the EV supply chain and wider industry. Concentrated supply and concentrated upstream consumption introduce significant EV supply chain security risks. So China, who loves China? Biden loves China. Biden loves China. The NBA loves China. Major League Baseball loves China. Disney loves China. Hollywood at large loves China. They've wedded themselves to China, a nation that has told us flat out they want to dominate us. They want to be the global superpower. Donald Trump was ready to bring the Chinese to the negotiating table, only to be fought by everyone because they're invested in it. Donald Trump looked Angela Merkel right in the face and said, why are you buying oil and natural gas from the Russians when you could be buying it from us, or at least the Canadians? Angela Merkel didn't like Donald Trump's assertion that Germany should contribute more to NATO while declaring that Russia was Europe's number one threat. But yet, they had no problem supporting Russian oil and natural gas. Weinzig 695 Patriot 9572874. So somebody tell the drunk old lady at the energy department that it's not so easy, and it's not so cut and dry. The Chinese are moving throughout Africa right now. They are taking control of ports, and they are taking control of mining. You know what we're doing? We're going around the world and giving people money. We're going around the world and giving people money, money that we don't have. We're giving money to Central America. We're giving money to countries in the Middle East. We're giving, we're giving money to everyone, even in what's supposed to be COVID relief. We were actually funding an Egyptian scholarship program in Egypt that is overseen by the Department of Education. We can't even keep critical race theory out of our schools, but we're funding education programs in Egypt. In our COVID relief package, we funded a transgender education program in Pakistan. We are giving, we are bleeding money right now to the world. Whereas China is going in, and at least getting something in return. And they are going to control the EV battery market. They're going to corner it. Between instability in Latin America and the rise of China, we would be screwing ourselves to rely on electric vehicles when we have an abundance of oil and natural gas. But don't tell that to the media. WineTech 695, Patriot 957 2874. We are right.